Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, and always joined today by the president of Elite Consulting Partners, my right-hand man, Dale Dempsey. What's up, Dale? Hey, how's it going? Great day. Thanks for having me on. A great day today. It's sunny out. It's nice. It's a little chilly out. Philly's got their bus kicked last night, but that's a whole nother story. We'll see. But anyway, everybody, welcome to the show. For those of you that are listening, you should check us out on our YouTube channel at Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. We hope it's informative. We hope that you get something out of this and then share it with your friends, of course. So today we wanted to talk about, as we get into the fourth quarter, really the heart of the fourth quarter, what are the things that you should be doing as a business owner, running a practice? Maybe you just moved to independence. Maybe you're thinking about moving to independence. But what are the things that you should be thinking about today as we head into the end of the year? Because there's a lot to do. So it really comes down to starting to think about next year and not just about the first quarter, right? This year, you have clients you're probably working on closing. Maybe some of them have closed, but you should always be thinking six months out, nine months out. And one of the things that we've been going through is reviewing our KPIs, which is known as a KPI, key performance indicators. And we use that to help us, in a way, sort of see into the future, right? If you track your KPIs the right way, those are leading indicators of what's going to happen to your business in the future. And so, you know, Dale, what we've been going through recently is really making sure that with the activity levels that we have, we're doing the right things, right? So it's not just about making calls to people, but it's also the types of calls you're making, the conversations you're having. And if you're a financial advisor, it's what are the activities that you're doing that will lead to new business? If you're still in that day and age where you're cold calling, Maybe you're calling companies for a rollover business. If you are a referral-based program, are you making calls? Or are you having conversations, contacts? You know, those are the types of things that we, you would be considered KPIs. Number of contacts, right, is a good one. How many contacts? You have to sort of look backwards with your company to figure out what is your history like? So how many times are you asking for a referral before you actually get one? And then you can build that into your, your KPI reports. What does your service level look like? How many touches do you have for every client, right? Every new client, every existing client. So a new client comes on board, how many touches do you have with them? Those are the kinds of things that you should be thinking about as you look at your business from a top level down, right? You have to sort of take yourself out of your business. We've talked about this before, right? Working on your business, not in your business. And every day we work in the business and you can get sort of caught up in the day-to-day stuff. Yeah, speaking of getting caught up, so in terms of measurables, I've noticed a lot of companies, a lot of people who are business owners who want to look for key performance indicators, and when you start measuring things, you can get a little overwhelmed. So so what's been your experience in maybe not specifically what to measure, but how many things to look at? At what point does it become too much and you're, you're over-measuring? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's actually something that we've been going through. 
because you can go crazy with that stuff. Basically, if you subscribe to Traction or what's called EOS, which is an entrepreneur operating system or any other sort of management-based system, they really say five to seven key performance indicators. And I think the difference, and this is something that we've been going through, right, is that we want to track everything. Like, oh my God, we can track this and we can track that. And because of our, our database and our system that we use, it allows us to track so much information. But that's, you know, the whole paralysis by analysis, right? So really what it comes down to, what are the five to seven action steps that lead to a result, right? So if you're a financial advisor, the result could be, you know, and it's a little bit different to everybody, but let's just say your result is opening up a new account, right? That's the simplest form of a result, right? Okay, so that's a result. So what are the action steps that you have to put in in order to open up an account with somebody? So that could be the number of presentations that you make, right? But presentations are the result of the number of conversations with a prospect. But the number of conversations with a prospect are the result of how many cold calls you're making or how many dinner meetings you're going to or how many events you're putting on or how many seminars you're doing, right? Let's say it's seminars. So you're a seminar-driven person. So how many seminars have you driven? Well, then you can track back how many people do you need to get at a seminar to perform a seminar? Because now you can actually make the argument that a seminar is a result, yeah. right? But how many people do you need to get at a seminar? So that means that you need to send out mailers. You need to have some young kid making cold calls and inviting people to the seminar. So it's the dials, it's the activities, and it's different for every company, right? It's different for every advisory practice. I saw something this morning about people who are action-oriented oftentimes will make easier decisions because they're not trying to overanalyze information and they're, they're compelled to do something. But that's maybe that's a separate topic. This is one of the periods of the year where if you're planning for this quarter, it's a little bit different than any other quarter, right? The end of the year quarter. Because you, you know, usually if you're on a team or you're running a team or a company, you know, there's some holidays, there's some events that come through that can lead to a different sort of result, a measurable. Well, it's an activity, right? It's a touch. The other yeah. thing is you're trying to you might be trying to get a result faster this time of the year than in, you know, July or then in March. Because in March, you're like, well, we have the whole year, you know, we'll get to that person, we'll get to the trade, we'll they'll open the account eventually, and eventually we'll be able to open up a new advisory account or whatever. But now it's October, right? And you're trying to hit numbers. And and if you're at a wirehouse firm, you know what's happening. At some point they're gonna come and they're gonna move the move the goalposts on you. Right. So you you had a great year last year. You think you're doing awesome. And then they're gonna move the goalposts on you. So this is that time of the year where you're trying to get to the numbers in order to hit or keep your payout. So actually, that's a really interesting point. Should you be planning for the firm, generally large firm, to change those Always. metrics? Always. If you're at a wirehouse firm and you think, oh, they're not gonna do anything this year, you must be brand new in the industry because they, to a degree, can't help themselves by making changes. Well, a lot of these companies are publicly traded. So, sh- you know, they have to bring results to shareholders, right? With nothing wrong with that. There's nothing so you wrong can, with that, You can right. anticipate there should be change as they're going into their new fiscal year. Look, we, we run a good-sized company, right? And we're right. always at this time of the year. We're yeah. looking to see, are there things that we can improve? 
that improve the economics of the firm, but also aren't necessarily adversely affecting our performers, or at least our good performers, right? right. But as, an, as a business owner, forget about the fact that the wires and firms are going to do that. That's just part of running a company, right? And you should be, if you're owning a practice, you should be doing the same thing with your team. Are they doing the same things? Do you want them to do the same exact thing they did last year, right? And hope to get a different result if you want to grow your practice? Well, no. If you want to grow your practice, then you need something more from your team. Well, in order for you to get more from your team, what are the things that you have to do to affect behavior, right? So again, those are the types of metrics that you need to look for. So in our business, it's it's the first metric that we follow or track is the number of dials one of our marketing folks or one of our consultants makes, because that's the first thing. We can't help an advisor move if we're not talking to them. And the only way to talk to them is make phone calls. Just to make a phone call. Right? And so for us, we track that number because, again, and this has taken us probably like about a year now, maybe we're into this, right? About tracking these KPI numbers because right. we've now been able to figure out that based on certain numbers, we're going to have a certain number of dials, a certain number of conversations. Those conversations lead to someone that has an interest in making a move, which becomes an opportunity for us. And then we know that based on a certain number of opportunities that we have, we're going to move and help a client move a certain number of clients, which is going to lead to a, a certain amount of revenue for the firm. The mistake that we were making, which is I think what you were getting at, is we were tracking revenue. We had a lot of KPIs, we had right? We had, we had a whole spreadsheet full of yeah, KPIs. We, too many. Right. We still actually started off with a small amount. And then as things came up throughout the year, we started to incorporate those into you know, our, really our, our metrics right. that we looked at on a daily basis. But now we're getting back to the point where going into Q1 next year, we want to be very succinct in the things that we want to try to achieve. And that's you know less is more. We're looking at the things that are very important and holding people accountable to more specific tasks instead of too many tasks that are going on that might be ancillary. Yeah. And you're, when you said about before, about action, you know, people that have, you know, take action. Once you understand the five, six, seven main KPI numbers, it makes it really easier for you to look at those numbers, figure out what's happening and take action. Plus or minus, right? If you see that there's a trend where whatever number that you, whether again, if you're a financial advisor, if it's the number of outbound touches you have to your prospect list, right? So every week we have to touch five prospects every week in one form or another, whether it's through a cold call, whether it's through a cup of coffee, whether it's through knocking on the door and going to say hello to them, whatever that touch is, you can track that. How many touches do you have to have in order for your your a lead, what we call a lead, right? So that's someone you don't really have any conversations with turned into a prospect, which is someone that there's a chance that that person can turn into a client, right? So how many touches does it take to get a lead? Then how many touches does it take to convert that lead to a prospect? And then what are the action steps that turn that prospect into a client? Those are the things that you have to figure out for your practice that are your KPIs. And this is a great time of year to start doing that because as you look back, this is hopefully an ongoing exercise. As you look back, you can actually count 2023 as a full year, right? And it's not sort of like, well, 2022 didn't count because we were only doing it for, we started this exercise halfway through or three quarters of the way through. Now it's it's a great idea if you're not doing it now or to refine it, get it ready for 2023. As you were talking though, I was thinking to myself, 
maybe a little bit off topic of KPI stuff, is this probably a fantastic time to, and you have just about enough time, we're middle of October now, to set up a face-to-face client appreciation event? Because I guess in my mind, everybody's getting a lot more comfortable with being together in a group and probably anxious to do that to some degree. Is this maybe like a huge opportunity for advisors to do something like that? That's unbelievable. You have just just enough time? Do you have enough time? I think that this is a great time to do it. And I agree with you that, again, you can build this into KPIs because these are touches, right? These are touches with your prospects and or clients that ultimately can lead to results, a result of new business, which is what we're all trying to do here. This is a great time. I think clients are clamoring for that connectivity again. Actually, have an article coming out on on Barron's talking about the office environment, right? And and why that's really important. But with clients, it's great that clients are willing to do Zoom calls and all that other stuff. But this is a tremendous time of the year to start to do client appreciation events again in person. And maybe, maybe you just, you don't do one large one, right? Maybe you do a couple smaller ones. So they're not, you know, one, they're more intimate and two, you know, cause if your average client is a little bit older, they might not necessarily want to be in a crowd of, of 50, 60, 70 people. So you do a couple, you do five small dinners, right? That's a great idea though, this time of the year. Again, that brings to your point about this time of the year, you have to be doing things a little bit differently. You have to take action and get out ahead of the curve of what your competitors are doing. You have to assume that your competitors are doing things like this and inviting your clients to an event. So what are you doing Invite your your competitors' clients to your event. Right, you need to be inviting your competitors' clients to your events. But again, but it really comes down to the moral of the story of this podcast is this is the time of the year where I know it's a grind. I know you're getting hit with your clients are calling because the markets are are on a tailspin, you know, or maybe you're a Phillies fan and your client and and the (laughs) Phillies are getting hammered and your clients are calling and complaining to you like you can do something about it. I saw something this morning that that gave me a little a little inspiration. So apparently the time period about a year after midterm elections, 18 out of the last 18 times, there's been a 16% upswing in the S&P. Hopefully that's true. I know a lot of people are predicting what's going to happen there, but this would be a great time to get in front of your clients and maybe talk about things like that. Yeah. Listen, communication is massive with clients, right? There's a theory that there's a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines because people weren't sure what was happening this year towards the end of this year. So you're going to get asset managers that have to put that cash to work. As they come to the end of the quarter, they can't, you know, buy prospectus. They can't sit on an above average amount of cash. So that's going to be put to work. Not that I'm some yeah, uh, no, portfolio advisor. I'm not advisors yeah. and I'm not giving you that advice or making a market call. All I'm telling you is you need to be communicating with your clients. I know it's you're saying, well, wait a minute, I got to talk to all my clients, and but then I got to work on my KPIs. And that's what you have to do as a business owner, as a practitioner, whether you're at a, whether you're independent in, in private practice, like I call it, or we call it, or you're at a broker dealer, right? Or wirehouse firm. You have to be putting in some extra time now, this time of the year, because you still have to communicate with your clients. You still have to talk to them and be available to them. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're serving them the right way for next year in 2023. And in order for you to do that, you have to understand what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. And if you can't track it, you can't affect change. So everything that you do as a practitioner, as a financial advisor, you can figure out what are the action steps that lead to that result? Everything. 
I just remembered why I asked you that question before. Because I was thinking about, well, you know, you want to measure things to be actionable. And Q4 stuff, right? So in Q4, clients, you know, typically are going to be interested in in your thoughts going into the new year. So you're going to have some level of interaction. But with the way the world has changed, client expectations are probably a little bit different. So how can you incorporate communication face-to-face, which I think is a great time to do it, and to the other places that you know they are, right? They're on the internet. So here's maybe like a free marketing thought for an advisor if you want to jump on it. What about putting together an event with clients so that you can then turn part of that event you know, disclosure to them with their permission to the clients to send out some sort of holiday thank you card on the platforms that they visit, your LinkedIn's or your Instagram's or whatever that is. This is the perfect time to make content to do that, to get you in the spirit of that. Bringing clients to an event and then hiring a photographer or videographer and taking some candid shots and shots of clients talking to each other or shots of you talking to the client That's great content that you can then turn into social media content. Of course, if you're, you know, make sure it's all compliant approved, right? You're not going to name names of clients because you don't want to do that. But, but using that to show prospects, right? When you're putting stuff out there, show prospects how you interact with your clients. I think that not enough advisors do that. And it's a great idea. I don't know why. That's a great idea. That was a great idea. idea. So So Dale gets credit for that. No, the prospects part though, right? So you're showing your prospects. We do these, right, with each other, right? And you can you put that to your clients and you put it to your prospects. So when I was an, when I was an advisor and back in the and I say back in the day, which is a long time ago, right? It's now, not that long. But ago. I want to come. It was on. a long time ago, back in the '90s. We used to do client appreciation events, and I'd have a wholesaler come in and talk about the market, right? It was just a general. But I always invited prospects, and the reason why I invited prospects is because I had a great relationship with our clients, right? My wife worked with me as, at the same time. And what was an interesting dynamic that I never planned on was that we actually got new business from those new prospects because they saw how we were interacting with our clients. Like, not like, oh, this guy's really smart. He knows about modern portfolio theory, right? Right. It wasn't that. It was the hugs. It was the talking about the kids and the family and the, you know, I don't want to say it's like it was like the Jerry Maguire thing at the end of the movie when, you know, John Elway looks at the whatever Cush and says, how come we don't have that relationship, yeah, right? right? And then he like tries to give him a hug. He's right. like, get out of here, right? <laughs> right. But they want but that. People crave that, right? That's what they really want, yeah. right? That's what they want, a connection to you as a financial advisor. And I go crazy when I talk to advisors that do a great job with their clients. And it's like the best kept secret that they don't want to tell anybody, right? Because they don't put it on social media. And firms out there are letting you do that stuff today. I know we're getting off topic and we're going down the social media path, but it's this is about contacts and yeah. the number of times you, you know, like one of the metrics that we track, right, is the number of social media uh, posted content, posted, posted yeah. content, we call yeah. it, right? Right. How many times are we putting stuff out on social media? Because your clients see that stuff or your prospects see that stuff that they're with your clients. It broadens your reach in terms of the geography of your client base. But really what it's showing them is that there's a connection to you and your client that maybe they don't have with their financial advisor. And that's a real thing that you all should be paying attention to. And, you know, can you track the emotional connection with a client and the KPI? I don't know, maybe not, but you can track how many times 
you connect with your clients, right? How many times you're touching them with, whether it's a thank you card, a birthday card, an anniversary card, their kid goes to college, right? You know, buy them something from that college and send them a note card. Hey, congratulations. We're really proud of you. You know, and their 529 plan has done really well. So it must be really exciting for you. Like that's a touch, right? That's a touch that you give your clients. So you got me all jazzed up about that stuff. Yeah, that's a Q4 thing, though. That's definitely a Q4 thing. You can't do that. Like Q1, that's harder to pull off. When you think about the holiday events, those opportunities, they don't really exist until now, right now. Right. This is the time to to plan for that stuff. Right. So anyway, we can go down a rabbit hole on this stuff. But bottom line, like what Dale's saying, is there's certain things that you can do throughout the course of the year, right? And there's certain things that you need to do this time of the year. And- well, even during the course of the year, you should take a quarterly, you know, step away from your practice like we do. Every quarter, we step out of our business and we go off-site with our management team and we go over all this stuff and we take a hard look at everything to figure out what's working, what's not working. And if you're a financial advisor, you should be doing that right now. And I understand, again, that you're talking to your clients and they're calling you more and more and more. But you know what? This is really important. Your practice and the health of your practice is important to your clients. It's important to your family and it's important to your staff. So you owe it to them to put some extra time in this time of the year and get those things done. You know, I sort of laugh and I chuckle when someone says, oh, it's the holidays, you know, things slow down at the end of the year. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of business you run, but most (laughs) business owners that I know are busier this time of the year because they now have effectively two jobs, right? One is, is serving their clients and the other one is, is a secondary where they're working on the business at the same time, more so than any time of the year. So, you know, you owe it to yourselves. Get with your team. Figure out what your numbers are. Just think. And it took us, I mean, look, we're still going through our KPIs, right? But it took us a few weeks, a few months to really figure out what KPIs we were comfortable with. And then we started adding, which, you know, we maybe got a little bit carried away in terms of, oh, we can add this. Oh, we can track that. Right. But the key differentiator with what we're now dialing back on is an action versus a result. That's the biggest thing. Track your actions. Don't track the results. Know what the results are that you want. And then you work backwards to figure out what are the actions that are going to get you that result. Great advice. If I had a mic, I would drop it. But I don't have a mic. I have a mic, but it's tied up to say I can't drop it. So anyway, thanks for listening. in. We really appreciate it. We don't advertise. We don't do anything like that on this show. So if you have anybody that you think this could be useful for, please share it with them. Doesn't matter who it is. Even if it's some of that's not in financial services, you know, and you think this is important to them because you have a client that's a business owner, right? That maybe you can give this advice to them. That's important. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Go to iTunes or wherever you're watching it and and smash that like button. I'm never going to forget that. As yeah, and ring the bell. Like, ring the bell, right? You know, give us a five-star rating. Comments are great. You want to email us at dale at eliteconsultingpartners.com with some questions, some ideas, some topics that you want to hear about. These topics that we come up with are pretty much on the fly based on the things that we're talking to advisors about right now. And so we really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the show and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.